It's yeah. been a long time since I've enjoyed a movie this thoroughly, and then just it just drops a deuce on you there. <laughs> 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 Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. All right, everybody, welcome to the Sincast. This is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins, joined by Barrett Share from Music Video Sins. Hello! <laughs> and uh, Jonathan Watkins, also from all the other things that we do. <laughs> hello, hello. And uh, today we're going to be doing a mini pod. Mini pod. Uh, shiny Sleep, pod. Sleepy pod. Sleepy pod. There you go. Uh, steamy pod. Ooh, steamy pod. Mm. That work. That sounds a vaguely pornographic. Rebecca right? Fergie pod. I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, it could be. Could be. <laughs> um, we are doing a mini pod of Doctor Sleep today um directed by mike flanagan of house on haunted hill on netflix fame yeah he's also done a couple other movies like oculus i uh, did gerald's game the <laughs> did gerald's King game. adaptation uh he actually did surprisingly a a surprisingly good sequel to the first ouija movie yeah it's called ouija origin of evil i, don't, I still don't think i've seen that it, then, i mean it's not a classic but and then he did uh know. before i wake have you ever seen that i have that that's pretty good my my favorite of his is probably hush which was a netflix original another movie called hush yeah yeah (laughs) but a good one yeah yeah uh with uh that stars his wife Mm -hmm. um whose name escapes me she was in house on haunted hill too kate siegel yeah kate siegel Mm -hmm. uh dr sleep uh is the uh the sequel to the shining uh and i didn't even know that stephen king had written a book when i saw the dr sleep trailers i was like oh i guess they just went ahead and just made a sequel yeah, uh, it's like 2013 i believe something like yeah, that yeah but uh, apparently people really like dr sleep the book they really like it mm-hmm. i've 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 heard both um i know uh our good our friend dave Irwin. uh he's a big fan of the book because he was really he saw this with us last night and he was really concerned going in because he liked the book so much i've also heard people say it's one of king's worst books so mm. Uh, it, that one seems to be kind of all over the map. I would say general. People. I would say general consensus is that it's good. Mm, I'm no. gonna say right off the bat that I thought this was an A A minus movie. Awesome. Right at, at until about thirty minutes. <laughs> thirty minutes left. Yeah, me too. I was I was loving this movie. Me too. I was I was bathing in it mm-hmm. i was like this is my movie right here we finally found each other i'm gonna marry this uh, we may have had the exact same thought at the exact same time there's a point where they're traveling yeah on the road and you're and it's a nice quiet place in the movie where you can reflect on what has happened before at that moment i was like this is a really good movie yeah uh, and then the rest of the movie happened. I know. I thought it was solid all the way through. Um, I'm not gonna say that like I've just like I'm way different than you guys on the last like 30 minutes or whatever. I assume that's what you're talking about. Yep. which we'll get into the spoilers. But I, uh, I, I did. Uh, I liked. I think I liked more of that than you did. That's my guess, just based on what you just said. But we'll, I would we'll say so because yeah. I don't think I liked it much at all that mm, last yeah. thirty minutes. Uh, maybe some parts of it I did. But. I think a lot of it has to do for me. What I liked was Flanagan. Um, I like the way he shot. Um, a lot of that. What? How do you mean? Here's the reason that I ask that: is that at the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. it flashes back to Danny Torrance as a kid riding his big wheel through. Did the Did not like that part. 
Okay. Well, I'll ask why in a second. But <laughs> what he does is he films this. He refilms this iconic uh, journey mm-hmm. over the carpet onto the hardwood and all that stuff. Still has the sound. Still has the tracking shot. But it's as different as the Kubrick version as you could get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean? A- like it's 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 the shot, but it's well, not the shot. Yeah. I bet you that was intentional. Uh, it, but it's but it's just odd that you would do it so close to the original but also like the camera's off to the side a little bit and it's not really steady camming the whole time the sound's a little bit different obviously it's a different kid anyway what did what did you not like about that was it the same thing i well no i you know if i go back and watch it again maybe it will be better but like just being that's the beginning of the movie Mm -hmm. and it just felt odd because it felt because it, it just felt a little off, right? Because it's not the same. It's a different it's a different character playing the kid. It's a different character playing the the mom. Mm-hmm. Um, although she's doing like a freaking uh, Shelley Duvall. She's actually doing, yeah, pretty, well, doing well, a pretty yeah, good yeah, yeah, Shelley yeah. Duvall. Yeah, absolutely, Daddy, absolutely. Daddy. Um, yeah. And both both performers are good. And there there are some moments in, in the non the non recreation moments in that. Uh, towards the end of that beginning sequence, I did dig. Like I did, I liked that, like how um, he figured out what he needed to do mm-hmm. uh, to, to escape, you know, what, what was going on at that time, not to get too deep into it. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was just an odd way to start because it just felt like, but I, I got to give Flanagan credit, man. He just, he does it. Like, he I does? mean, I mean, they could have definitely, I don't know if there was a rights issue or something or he just didn't want to, but I mean, obviously they could have just used footage. I mean, they could have. I mean, I mean, I've got a just a Blu-ray copy that looks like you just it just got filmed today. I, I, I think <laughs> yeah. the reason why they did it that way yeah. is because uh, because the they had some extra things that they didn't shoot in The Shining True. that they wanted to to put in. We didn't ever see the door open and the the hag come out mm-hmm. and, in the original Shining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's um, a lot of uh, a lot of stuff like that. Like I feel like. He could have just done that and and just shown footage, but then yeah, you're all you're doing is showing footage, and then you have to kind of like find some creative way to get something else in there that uh, isn't from the Kubrick. True story. Um, or are they are they maybe they could have maybe they could have figured out a way to leave that out and do something different. But um, I I mean I I just like I said I like I I personally I mean I may have watched more of his stuff than you guys have. I think I've watched everything he's done. Um. I really like Flanagan, and that, that's one thing about this movie that excites me is that, um, you know, he's getting to do something a lot. I mean, he's done some fairly large projects, but most of them have been Netflix, mm-hmm. um, um, and they've been very popular. But uh, this is really his first like huge, like big, big screen. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I would say like Oculus and Ouija: Origin of Evil; those are theatrical releases, but they're not on the scale of this, even if I don't know what the budgets were, but I'm just saying they're not on the scale as far as getting this wide of a release, getting this much, you know, marketing and media attention. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really, I'm really hoping this kind of, you know, shoots him off in a direction that we're all going to be watching a lot of Mike Flanagan. I'm sure we forward. are. Yeah. Um, uh, I, did you guys like his direction in this? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, like I like, like I said, right yeah. off the bat, I loved everything about this movie until it yeah. got to the ending. I hear mm-hmm. you uh and and uh i was about to say this is an a but i was i was also worried because i was like i've seen two hours of a movie and there's i know that there's 30 minutes left yeah Mm -hmm. 
and uh, I was I was a little worried. And then yes, and my my worries were confirmed. <laughs> um, well, and I will say I was never at an A, so th- that also could affect my feelings towards the end because mm. yeah, I, I was not at the level I think you two were at going into the end. Mm-hmm. So that also probably factors in. All right. Well, what's your, what's your grade? Oh man. I, I mean, you have to say without going into spoilers, like the two leads, well, the three leads, I guess, uh, Ewan McGregor and Rebecca Ferguson as a delicious villain. Yes. And the girl who's played by Kylie Coran. Does yeah, that sound right? Sounds right to me. Uh, who plays Abra, the girl who's kind of like the, the heir apparent is absolutely just kills it yeah now dave uh erwin did not like uh her for some i mean reason. maybe there's there's a big difference in her character versus the book it could be i don't know he he thought she was had some typical child acting wooden capability like um wooden type of things that, that were affecting the well, performance and we should say dave, dave is an actor like he's acted quite a bit so he could be well chris has too i guess so but he could be looking at this a little differently i think we've all like acted but you know i oh, mean dave true. dave has probably acted way more than we have <laughs> I thought, um, I mean, yes it was a, a child character and a child actor but i didn't get that sense myself. i didn't either and, and she I was like so her. ebullient and like you know even in the face of like all this awfulness like she she brought like a, a brightness and a cheeriness to the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And I think that was yeah. within character. Yeah. Like Ewan I, I, McGregor was great. And then Rebecca Ferguson is probably my favorite part of this whole yeah. movie. Uh, Dave was supposed to be here. So we're just shitting yeah. on him. I, oh, I think the important thing is that, yeah, I agree with you about the, the child actor though, that I, yeah, just fuck Dave. I yeah, mean, what exactly. Yeah. When he hears this, Hi, I, Dave. I hope, I hope he hears this. In fact, oh, he'll, he'll finally it. know what I think about there that motherfucker. <laughs> I um, think ultimately I would settle on in between a B minus and a B. Um, I just want to, lop so, off that last minute. Yeah. so you were so you're with chris though like you if if that last 30 minutes was more what you wanted you'd probably be like in the a range absolutely okay um i'm yeah i'm in b b minus territory um i i definitely was not anywhere near a this entire movie i think this movie there are parts i really like there are parts that i'm like eh. so I, but there's there's definitely i liked more than i didn't so uh, there's enough here to recommend. Re- going on Rebecca Ferguson, though, um, I I hate like in general making comments like this, but I think in a few years we're gonna look back on that and say she was one of the best horror villains we've Could seen. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna be surprised because um, she really is very effective. Mm-hmm. Like she's, and I, I I'm trying to remember even the last time I've seen a villain that like I've. Uh, been that like intrigued by terrified by you know like i just hmm. i that meaty of a role um i mean i mean i guess you could say pennywise or something but i'm just saying in general like mm-hmm. i just i'm trying to think of someone and especially the performance and uh i just thought she was just unbelievable uh you mcgregor's very good you mcgregor i've thought about he's, he is, his performance keeps coming back to me um um there's a lot go- there's a lot more going on there than i kind of gave him credit for when i first watched it um, I think the way they handle, um, uh, which this is a big thing in the first movie, I think the way they handle um, uh, recovery mm-hmm. is really interesting, especially for a movie that didn't have to do that. I thought it was interesting that they did that. And uh, yeah, so I like the performances. Uh, I There were quite a few scenes that I enjoyed. There were quite a few that I was like, eh. So I'm, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm going to say B minus for now. Could definitely go up. 
on future viewings. Uh, the the thir- last thirty minutes lopped up an entire letter grade. Mm. I was I'm B. I'm at a B for this. Um, I. Uh, I don't think I've experienced that in a long <laughs> like time. Uh, where yeah, and I'm trying to think. It's yeah. been a long time since I've enjoyed a movie this thoroughly, and then just it just drops a deuce on you there. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, uh, it, you know, maybe that's going over the line. Uh, it's not. It's not nearly as bad as I'm saying it is, but it is. It is something that I'm just it doesn't fit the rest of this movie that's the thing it's 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 a different movie mm-hmm. at the end yeah and it's 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 for a reason i understand why it's there i understand why it's there practically not story-wise it doesn't fit into the story it doesn't fit into the movie you know the the characters like all that stuff is is very very different from the rest of it and yeah it, it's so different that that yeah I, I, i'm not on board yeah um let's go on to spoilers because you re- we really need to get to that to get to really discuss this movie and everything no spoilers the most basic is kaiser Sose. luke's what? father is actually darth vader she's the sister and the daughter no 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 i'm reading the books um yeah uh rebecca ferguson I, in fact when you brought up pennywise i was like fuck pennywise yeah yeah <laughs> i think rebecca ferg i think she would uh i think she would eat him alive yeah <laughs> what was her name in the movie i, I for- she's rose, rose the, the hat. hat yeah rose the hat that's right uh they uh there's something i it's been a long time since i've seen a movie that is i'm not saying the movie is maybe the portrayal of evil is so strong in this movie and Mm. and i guess i guess it's hard not to be when your main villains are are child killers Mm -hmm. um but the seduction of of these children uh, getting them into these places or whatever is it's just you gives you this icky you know yucky feeling Mm -hmm. and and she's all the the whole time rebecca ferguson's got this like very like motherly yeah uh calm to her and this like god you know uh, look at these flowers these flowers are amazing Mm -hmm. aren't they you know and doing all this stuff that people do when they're entertaining kids and yeah and meanwhile you know they've got these hungry other assholes ready, <laughs> ready to just to, to jump on them and jump on these kids and like take their steam, uh, which is their energy source mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, uh, you brought up the thing about addiction and uh, recovery and all that type of stuff. I feel like he's ca- king, uh, maybe in the original book and this movie is doing that with these villains as well. Mm-hmm. That's sort of their their drug is this oh, yeah. steam and this they're addicted to it and if they don't have it then they die. It's sort of a I mean I I I think it's pretty much that on the nose, right? There's yeah. also and I mean I I I don't know anything about Flanagan's personal life other than he's married to Katie Siegel, but I will say Haunting of Hill House also has a has a character, a pretty big storyline in it uh that's really well handled that involves uh, recovery from addiction from mm-hmm. drug addiction and whatnot so i know that's definitely a topic he's explored before and has done very well so uh, yeah that's good you know i mean a lot of this stuff we're in spoilers a lot of this stuff seems like almost a, a makeup for the the shining because in the the original shining book there was a big arc about the recovery of jack torrance mm-hmm. that was touched upon in the movie 
and you know touched upon fairly well i mean he's got the scene with lloyd at the bar and all that stuff but like you said this is a much more nuanced much more mm-hmm. like character driven recovery story so that when you do get that that's one of the scenes that i did love at the end of the movie was the scene uh with with quote lloyd at the bar mm-hmm. uh where it's it's a very what i would expect a very realistic depiction of of addiction and recovery and you see his downs and his ups and where he's almost putting the the drink to his lips and everything that's some real shit right there Mm -hmm. and you know king gave kubrick among other things a lot of shit for not really going into that and this is kind of like a little bit of like here's what the story that we were actually going to tell except through a proxy of danny instead of Instead of Jack. Yeah, I, no, that's a good point. Um, I recently rewatched The Shining, and I recently reread The Shining. Mm. So um, I had both of those in mind. And I will say, I love both the book and the movie of The Shining. No, I do. Not think, allowed. Not allowed. Huh? It's not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think they're very different. And the main thing, I think, is that... Because even though The Shining... I don't want to get too far off tangent, sorry. But even though The Shining has... The Shining, the movie, has a lot of actions that happen in the book... Mm-hmm. It's just so different thematically. It just completely. And the Jack Torrance character is a big part of that because in the movie, he's just like a huge piece of shit from the get go. Like just that oh, one of those first scenes where she's feeding him breakfast in bed and he's just being a dick to her in <laughs> the in the book. Well, he just seems no, an, I know he seems mean. annoyed by her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the book, it's a lot more gradual. At the beginning of the book, he's very, uh, very much trying to make up for his past wrongs, mm. and that has to do with his alcohol recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and I do think this they actually do touch on that. And I've seen a lot of takes of people saying that they feel like this is, in some ways, an apology to. <laughs> I think so. Two, and two lovers of the book, the shining, because I've heard a lot of people say it works both as a sequel to the movie and the book. Yeah, and it it kind of does. Yeah, you know, so that that is a really interesting take. Yeah, and but, even even sorry, even the very end is uh, is a makeup of sorts yeah. to the the movie versus the book. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I I I just kept thinking during this, man, this movie is just evil, man. It's just so much evil going on. The the surprise Jacob Tremblay part. That's in the <laughs> Jacob Tremblay. Yeah. Sudden Jacob Tremblay. <laughs> yeah, it comes in and uh, he, he's a he's a, a little leaguer who, you know, people in the stands are saying, oh, he knows what he seems to know what the pitcher's throwing before they even throw it and all that." Which you know, I have a lot to pick about that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, that, so he that, was not, a cheater. Not for the not for the that'll be for the Sims video. <laughs> I'll, have a, I'll have a rant about the whole knowing what's coming and still being awesome. Um, but uh the uh he yeah they he should he's uh i don't understand the 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 actual like what happens here he plays his game and then he has to walk home through a fucking cornfield yeah that was odd that was odd (laughs) and then he's like on a major he's like on a highway or something it was weird yeah and then these guys the rebecca ferguson led uh you know ice cream truck people whatever uh come up and and, uh come up and uh you know do the whole like uh, come in the van we can we yeah can, we got candy yeah we can, we can take you home it's uh you don't have to walk <laughs> and all that and uh but yeah that's the thing about this movie that it, it explores more of these kids who have the shining mm-hmm. and everything they they briefly mention it in the original shining movie at least i i read the book a long time ago so i don't remember if they they did that whole thing where Scatman carruthers is saying well you know there's people out there who shine. Yeah, they yeah. just don't know it and yeah. all that. This one is actually, 
you know, basically doing it. Rebecca Ferguson is in, in some ways like Charles Xavier, except evil. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she's <laughs> exactly she's right. sort yeah. of like figuring out where all these kids who shine are. And um, well, they're kind of like, um, they're kind of like vampires. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, they're basically vampires that eat instead of blood, they suck the shine out of you, mm-hmm. which they call steam. Yeah. Um, but, um, and they're like, cause they're like a pack too. They, it, in fact, the one movie that this remind, not the, the movie itself didn't remind me of, but those, that group of vamp, that group of the Rebecca Ferguson's crew, whatever you want to call them, shine stealers, uh, that reminded me of near dark. Oh, I, was, that, I thought you were about to say lost boys. Cause that was something else. <laughs> 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 sure. Keep her settling. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, but but near dark. I mean, they're very much more punk rock type vampires and stuff. But they definitely had that kind of. It was a group, and they traveled together. For sure, near dark. That's yeah. a good. That's a yeah. good uh, comparison. For sure, absolutely. And uh, which was really cool because I had like I hadn't really seen like a vampire scenario like that really since near dark. So there was like that moment where they. Uh, this is farther in the movie, but. When the, it was when they get to the park and they think that the girl, the the main girl is there, um, Abra, was that mm-hmm. her name? When they think Abra's sitting on that picnic table yeah. and they're all approaching her, that's where I really got that, oh, this is very near dark. That's where yeah, I got yeah. that. That's where I got that feel, Yeah, uh, which was really cool. And that whole group of people, by the way, is really cool. I mean, Ferguson is the main one. Uh, but uh, the young actress. Um, oh yeah, Emily Allen Lind is yeah. plays the one that they recruit. Yeah, she's like a movie. she's a pusher is what they call. Like she can get people to do things. Yeah, and, she'll uh, say you need to go to sleep now, or hey, you need to give me that now, and everything. Mm. And, and uh, they they go around. They've obviously been tracking her for a long time, and apparently, like there's the point where uh, the dude, uh, and I can't remember what that dude's name was. The was it was it Crow Daddy? Yeah, yes. Crow Daddy. Played by Zon McLernan. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he's like, I've seen her do this six times. Basically just luring men into theaters and then doing the whole like hard candy shit with them. And <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, that was, God, that was a really good scene. That's like, there's so many. There's so many great scenes like that. I just, for some reason, there were just parts in this where I just, I wasn't as invested for whatever reason, but then you'd have a scene, but now we're talking about it. It's mm-hmm. like, that scene's amazing. The Jacob Trimbley scene, which you started talking about, but like, that is just terrifying. Yeah. Uh, when they finally get to the- That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That was, that was just, there, there's, there are moments of pure evil in this. I've seen movies with demons and like, you know, all sorts of murder and all sorts. This felt way, way worse yeah. for me. Well, and especially because it's mainstream. That's another thing. Like it it's could a, be. It's a, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that's the only reason. I'm saying you really don't see this a lot in wide release films like this. No, no. Um, and, and then, and then they, them digging him up. Oh yeah. He's just in yeah, the dirt. Yeah. yeah. And uh And we say sudden trembly, but I'm really glad they cast someone of his caliber cuz in a lot of I think in some situations that would take you out of the movie, but I actually thought he, we know he's a good actor. Um and I thought he was very good in the scene where they're they're taking his essence away like, from him or whatever. Great. Like to yeah. see him in a role where he's not traumatized. Right. <laughs> well, I know I was thinking like I was like, oh my god, it's like Room Two or, yeah, uh, I mean, or like or even it's like even, Sophia Lillis. Like every role that she's yeah. got well, I mean, has to be something. And even to like it. even like the Predator. I mean, he's being chased by fucking predators yeah, for yeah, you know two yeah. hours. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Put him in a Hardy Boys. So movie yeah, we or have a, we have a lot he's of like, wonder. 
we have a lot of things going on in this movie so so you have uh you have danny torrance who's now just dan torrance mm -hmm. he is uncle uh, dan yeah he is uh ewan mcgregor is playing this guy who has basically uh going through the cycle right where he's had an, uh, he had an al alcoholic abusive father and now he's turning into like this big drug addict and everything yeah uh, he's actually getting to the point where he's like stealing money out of wallets, and mm. and that's where we see uh, Carl Lumbly playing the Scatman Carruthers role of uh, also very good, very good yeah. from Alias. Yeah, I, so I was like, yeah, Alias. Yeah, <laughs> uh, playing playing him and saying, you know, like you really going to just steal that woman's money? <laughs> and it's and and he sort of becomes his conscience through the through the whole thing, and then he he goes to another town and he runs into Cliff Curtis. Yeah. Uh, Cliff Curtis, who's a great uh, uh, character actor, is in this, and he Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, he yeah from Hobbs and Shaw's <laughs> Cliff Curtis. Um, yeah, he uh, he meets uh, he he runs into him, and apparently uh, his character has that sort of that same only maybe just a lower uh, res version of The Shining. Got a little bit of shine. They to don't him, right? they don't say it out loud. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but but there's a whole thing where he under he knows people are good and that type of thing. So he knows that he knows that Danny Torrance is good, and so he helps him get this place in this apartment, mm -hmm. and uh, and then they become best friends. There's a whole eight years that go by at this point too, where uh, that was a that was the, this is probably just me being dumb, but that was a weird thing for me where I'm like eight years have passed. And they still fucking live. Like, yeah. Like they, I mean, you would think at some point they would have just gone and gotten a house together or yeah. something. I mean, done something. Cause I mean, they've been working this whole time. Yeah, you would assume, it did you know, seem getting promoted. Weird. It did seem weird <laughs> to have the sameness and everything the, overall this time. And but I'm like, sure that can happen. No, I just, it yeah. definitely can happen. Yeah. Um, but uh, he gets set up with a job too. Bruce Greenwood showing up president as, of as AA. president of aa uh as barrett Such a good as actor. barrett whispered in the theater oh he's awesome uh, but uh yeah uh danny's able to say can uh, tell that when he's shaking his wrist that he lost his watch can tells him where the watch was and everything and he gives him a job over that you know and before he gets the job he gets an interview in the exact yes. same type of room God, where Stuart Ullman and I, exactly. yeah, I didn't even think about that. I think that. they did it to every detail. There's the little American flag on the desk. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're right. Plate. Yeah, there's you're right. just uh, all, everything is exact. The camera angles are the same. He's in the same spot Yeah, uh, Danny is. Fuck it, I'm giving it an A. <laughs> no, I mean, well, that one, I mean, there's a lot of like little illusions. I mean, not really little, like very, you know, ostentatious uh, allusions to the the original there that one i giggled a little bit because it was like mm, but i i enjoyed it i thought that was a, no a cool it was a great detail. touch because yeah. it was well and it, it wasn't they were he wasn't going to the overlook yeah, and yeah, it, yeah it was it was just it's something it felt like it just happened to be yeah it was something that i really enjoyed yeah, you know yeah, it wasn't like yeah. it didn't feel like forced yeah. really um uh but you have that you have you have uh, uh abra who as an er, as a child is unimpressed with the magician that they have at their at her birthday party and says she can do that and the magician's like well you know good for you and then <laughs> and then then her parents walk into the kitchen and see all these spoons like yeah. hanging off the ceiling and everything and we're like oh okay and so it's like it's like this multi-layered story and everything and man where i'm jumping around but the part where i was like okay i'm in love with this movie is when rebecca ferguson is on top of that trailer and she sort of travels quote unquote into uh, 
what she thinks is Abra's brain yeah. across country. There's this just this surreal sort of like flight mm-hmm. that that just I was like, oh, I just love this. I yep. love. I want to be there. I want to. I want to like be flying around like she is. <laughs> And uh, and then she's trying to get into Abra's brain, and Abra's like, no, and like fucks her up. Yeah. And I was like, God damn, this movie is awesome. Yeah. No, she was like ready for her. Yeah. Like she had planted a trap for her. I mean, it was crazy. Which sets up why I don't think this whole last thirty minutes is makes any sense to me. Mm-hmm. If you are that powerful, it, there, do you need to have some weakness here if you're going to have to go to the overlook? And- not, not only that, but they've we haven't even talked. They've just they've killed everyone in the group except for Ferguson. So like they don't even have to fight anybody else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They've they there's this whole thing where they have set up where uh, they they. Uh, you have Ewan McGregor, you have Cliff Curtis. They shoot, they shoot all the other guys. Yeah, and which, uh, yeah, we, uh, we 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 have this thing where we don't know if they're human or not. Yeah. Like barely the bullets kill them. Okay, all right. Um, but the they're completely wiped out, and only Rebecca Ferguson's left. And then they like, there's a point where he's like, it's it's almost th- this is the part of the script where you're like, how do we put the overlook in this? How do we that that you can see the mechanics of it, and it's just it just feels wrong. You can hear the clanking of the gears where he's like he's like, I know one place that we can yeah. go, and they're fucking in Ohio at that point, I yeah. think, or or Indiana or Iowa or something. Yeah, doesn't matter. In, and they're in the Midwest yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And they're and they're like, I know a place we can go where uh, where uh, people like us are in danger, but people like them are in danger too. I don't know how he figures this out. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose. And they drive three thousand fucking miles to Colorado. Well, he know he knows like okay. So when we haven't talked about this either, like so at the beginning of the movie, you learn how Dan uh uh you learn how Danny when he's a kid. Uh, he gets visited by by uh, the Scatman, not Scatman Crothers, but he gets visited by Halloran, mm-hmm. and um, he tells him he kind of gives him some tips on you know you're just gonna have to figure out a way to 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 block because the ghost from the shining the glow the overlook has been closed down but the ghosts are still there they're still hungry and they're still going after Danny they're still trying to get him but to they're come. also attacking him in other places that's, not the overlook. I agree and this is the that's a problem I had and we we talked about that a little last night but I will say like that's where he's getting that idea because he knows that they like to feed on him he figured out a way to lock them in these boxes so they don't bother anybody anymore and uh, he figures that they're super hungry and that if they would feed on him, they would definitely feed on a person who's got all these, you know, shines. So fucking that- take her out to New Hampshire then. Like, take her take her to New Hampshire in the middle of the woods. So, open those motherfuckers. But I also think... I'm sorry, go ahead. So the idea, I guess, is that when he's locking them up in, this, in these row of coffins that yeah. are in the maze that that's supposed to be all the way out there and not, any, not in his head or whatever it is, that... That's a part that I don't quite understand, mm. but the 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 point is they're in goddamn Florida when he closes the door on yep. the on and, and the old woman's yeah. in the yeah. bathtub, yeah, and she's just sitting there, yep. and something happens we don't know, uh, and uh, then that's how he locks them into this thing, and then yeah, all right, well now we got to go to the Overlook because that's where the ghosts really are, yeah, and, and I, they're hungry, and my yeah. my other my other reasoning for this that it didn't bother me that much was because I also. Like there's a whole bit in this movie where Danny doesn't want to help Abra. Uh, he just tells her, you know, just quit, just forget about all this, just don't worry about it, just go home. 
close your mind off, figure out a way to, you know, stop attracting these people. Um, and then eventually, and he struggles with this, and then eventually, you know, Halloran comes back and visits him and is like, you've got to help her just like I helped you. Mm-hmm. And so that's what, but I don't think, but even though Danny wants to help her, I, he's not like, uh, I mean, he's not like a ghost hunter, you know, like, I mean, he doesn't, he does, I don't know that he knows anything else to do. I think, cause I, cause I think he realizes after he does it that he's like, oh fuck, this was a mistake because then they come after him immediately. No, she, they, that here's the other part of this. And I briefly mentioned it a minute ago is just that she, she has been shown Abra has been shown to be so powerful that she can she's twice in this movie she beats her ass like over the astral plane Mm -hmm. and so how in the world i mean she's knocked her physically back yeah yeah like she's on the she's on the uh trailer and i guess her body or whatever comes back and crashes into her Mm -hmm. astral body crashes into her real body and she falls off the damn trailer Mm -hmm. i don't understand how you're that strong and you need to go to the overlook to get ghosts to crawl all over you i agree to to i that that it may be explained in the movie and i just missed it or something maybe that's what they were going for i don't know but it seemed like to me you set up this you set up this awesome character who can't be like can't just go ahead and do her awesome fucking shit no i agree with that I'm I'm just talking about why Danny would make that decision, not her. I totally agree with that. And I think one of my problems with this movie, it's kind of like we were talking about with Terminator, where you had these really strong female characters, but then you got to bring Schwarzenegger in to save, to help them out. It's kind of like that here, where it's like, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I don't know. She doesn't really need Danny other than he's an adult that's been through this, but he's nowhere near as strong as she is. Yeah. There is one part where they, where she needs him. Yeah. And that's where she's, she's been snuck up upon during yes. the attack. And, uh, the crow guy gets like, uh, captures her during that. And then like straps her down and puts a, I guess stuck her with something where she couldn't, she couldn't do shine. her thing. Yeah, he, just, yeah. he just says it's a cocktail of something. Yeah. And he just says, yeah, I've given you the most I've ever given anybody, which that's kind of one of those things. I'm like, how did you know how much to do? Yeah. I mean, you could have killed, killed her. Killed her. Yeah. Uh, um, but but they, that, that's, that's also kind of Danny's fault that she gets captured. Yeah. Like that's another thing that <laughs> her I dad feel, gets murdered. Some, yeah. No, I know. That's another <laughs> thing that it feels like they could have. I know it's, it, it's, it's, I know you're laughing and you don't think it's funny. No, I don't at but all. it's it's it is funny how they just didn't have a real plan at all no like they just like that's something that they they could have put her in like all sorts of places to do this mm-hmm. and like protected her and her family but like oh well, yeah you know. they could have put her like in a, like a bank vault i mean they, they could have put her in like a cave. i mean they could have put her in so yeah you're right they could have had her with them I mean, there's so many things they could have done that, uh, yeah, it was weird. I mean, I, I can see why they just assumed, I guess they just assumed everybody would come to that spot. So, I mean, that's another thing. I You get the impression that Crow figured it out. But if he knew that, then why even send them? Yeah. Why mm-hmm. wouldn't they have all just gone to the house? I mean, yeah. none of that makes, mm-hmm. none of that part makes sense. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was a scene, that was a scene I both really liked um and then kind of was like eh. mm-hmm. <laughs> at the end of it like the result yeah 
Uh, I mean, that's one thing where we get from Mike Flanagan is that it's very well shot, uh, just uh, beautiful to look at. Looks like everybody is on board. Their the acting is great and everything. I did. I actually did not like that that whole gun scene just because I didn't either. It was not well done at all. Um, uh, action wise, yes. it was awful. Yes. Uh, the uh, they there was a point where. So they they're being led into they're going into the woods where all their mm-hmm. trailers are, and then suddenly from somewhere, uh, Ewan McGregor and Cliff Curtis mm-hmm. are shooting at them, and there's never a spot where we see everybody in frame nope. where we're like, it, it's just kind of like people shooting off screen, and another you know I'm gonna oh and then yeah. and then somebody shoots and then the the camera it cuts to somebody just getting hit and you're like where what the fuck. Yeah, I mean, from an action perspective, you're absolutely right. From a conceptual perspective, I, this this scene didn't make any sense to me. Like, Dan and Billy are like expert marksmen <laughs> with these fucking deer <laughs> rifles, even though dude seriously said, like, I haven't been hunting since I was like 15 or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. And <laughs> they've got unlimited ammo, of course. The the monsters, the undead monsters have fucking pistols that they're firing. Yeah. Even like... like, like I mean, nothing about this movie before or after uh, indicates that we need to solve this with firearms. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's fucking yeah. like spiritual planes yeah. and like psychic energy right. and shit like that. And all of a sudden, it's yeah, like fucking public enemies right. or something like that. Where they're yeah. pew, 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 pew. Red Dead Redemptioning it. I think I just like. I think I just liked the whole like the 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 trap itself. I just found kind of interesting and fun. And then the you know the girl going up to her and trying to seduce her and all that kind of stuff mm. and. I like all that. Yeah. And the shooting and stuff, whatever. But uh, and plus, we don't know enough about these. Maybe if you've read the book, you know more about these creatures. But like you said, we don't know enough about them. Like we how, how did they know guns would work? They're and, fucking strapped is what they are. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they had a bunch of guns, too. Like how were Cliff Curtis and you and McGregor not hit once? You know, that's kind mm-hmm. of one of those weird things, too. <laughs> Um, but like, are they, are they like, cause my, my impression from this movie is that they are very, very, they are, they are people that figured out at some point in their life that they could, they could take this shine from these kids and people. And then that would give them like, uh, immortality or it would give them a longer life. Mm-hmm. Cause they were saying like that one character, like I guess the oldest character, like he had been in the gladiator rings and yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. they were saying stuff like that. Well, yeah, um, when he dies, which is an awesome scene, it is, uh, uh, it, you can actually feel hell coming on him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, uh, when she goes through the whole gamut of like, you, yeah, you drank from princes and you drank from Kings and you did this and you did that. Like, damn, that motherfucker's old. Yeah. 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 You know? and, the, and the effects are really, really yeah. uh, effective. Yes. Um, as like, you, you know, he sinks into like a skeleton and then mm. back up to his like fleshy bits and mm. all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was uh that was, that was really cool. Fleshy bits. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of cool scenes in this movie. A lot I mean, of cool. I, I, regardless of what my grade is, I mean, there is, but I think, I think in the end, I think it's just, I mean, we haven't even gotten to the ending ending, which I guess we will, but I mean, I just, like I said, I just think it's a very like solid movie throughout, but it definitely has issues. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it could have probably been a great movie like you guys were saying. Mm-hmm. And I think it just kind of ends up being a good movie, which I guess is a little disappointing, but at the same time, but it's still a good movie. I, I did wonder, by the way, what the because we're getting into the actual ending ending part where they uh, mind trick Rose the Hat into being in the maze and wandering around chasing after Abra and everything. And then Abra proceeds to go around like slicing her like uh, 
tendons or mm-hmm. ankles or something like that. And uh, and and then she figures out, oh, this isn't real, and then, and then comes back out of it. I didn't know what the end game there was. No, uh, like because there's if it was were you going to try to keep her there the whole time? Were you trying to lead her into one of the coffins? Maybe I don't know. They, the, I mean, the box opens up behind her, so that was my guess. But then I was, but she's, but she's, I mean, she's pretty human i mean she's not a ghost mm-hmm. so i didn't really know exactly how that worked because that she would still like that would be like i guess her corporal self or her dream state but, yeah but what, where would her real body be yeah there's there's this thing in movies where they just they they don't want to tell you what the plan is because they want to constantly surprise mm-hmm. you with things but a lot of times it's better just to know what the plan is yeah and, and in this case that would have been a good thing if you're trying to knock her into a coffin I mean, we can kind of get that yeah, yeah. from what's, but we don't know. We don't know how that works. Or, nobody or said, why? Yeah, right? nobody says this is why. This is how we're going to do this, and this is why. And there's no reason to keep that from the audience in this. There's not. It, what bothers me most about this last bit at the Overlook, and I was actually looking forward to this this whole thing because I'm a shining nerd, and I would love to see all that stuff come to life, just like what what you were enjoying, Jonathan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like you can tell, they're just trying to get specific shots. They want a shot of her in the maze. They want a shot of her coming up the stairs in the Colorado Lounge. Mm-hmm. They want a shot of Danny with the axe. They want a shot in the Gold Room. They want a shot, you know, all these. They want a shot of him limping mm-hmm. around with the axe. And it's like you don't have to recreate all this stuff. The, the, you know, the blood in the elevator and stuff like that. Is that really necessary? <laughs> By the way, shout out to Henry Thomas playing Jack Nicholson in this. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> and boy, that almost took me out of that movie. But I that know. scene is so fucking good. Yeah. That's the only scene of those recreations that has any heart. You're talking about the bar, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. the bar. That has any heart, that has any like real like influence over the character and the plot and all that stuff the rest is just like hey look at that we got it in the maze hey look at that he's well, carrying the axe. and i also think it's weird like consistently from the shining how uh jack is now lloyd instead of why isn't he uh you know maybe somebody like uh who was the grady grady, grady was grady why what yeah yeah <laughs> you know grady grady still had the same thing in fact that's how he recognized him in yeah, the bathroom so i don't understand yeah. i don't understand why he just can't just be jack and or or if you want to have lloyd there and like speak jack through him or something like that there, there's just so many ways that literally did almost take it take but me that out of the movie. was so weird i was they they shoot him in profile at first and i was like that looks like henry thomas but i i can't be it's not henry thomas that's <laughs> yeah. not fucking henry in fact i got out of the movie and i was like that wasn't fucking henry thomas and then dave goes hey shout out to dave Tom- to uh, henry thomas dave thomas <laughs> yeah <laughs> dave out- thomas founder <laughs> exactly he's like shout out to henry thomas there i was like oh fuck i thought i was like I thought that might be him, but I didn't think it really was him. And yeah. I will say, I like, I like, I'm with you. I loved the bar scene. I loved everything about that scene. It was well written. It was very well acted. And they showed just enough of Thomas to where it wasn't distracting. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like you said, it was kind of almost just more from a side and everything. And they did show a couple from the front, but it was still pretty good. I did not like, however, him walking through the hallway with the axe yeah henry Thomas. Oh, yeah i that was they should have just left that out and that didn't need to be there like there was that scene didn't need to be there at all was that henry thomas or was that ewan mcgregor well no ewan mcgregor has the axe at one point too when he's going after her but this is when he but this is when ewan mcgregor is trying to get away from oh, some okay. stuff yeah, yeah. and they actually show henry thomas as jack nicholson in the hallway with the axe 
flashbacks. Like they, it's supposed yeah. to be like a recreation of that scene. Yeah. I don't um, that. And I think just having like I did kind of like you and McGregor looking through the door. Um, I thought that scene was. I know what you're saying. It's supposed well, to just okay, be here's a my, looky looky. No, but, no, no. I, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And actually, that would have been fairly powerful had we not just done the sins video. Where when he leaves, he has clearly knocked down both of the fucking panels of that fucking door. I could sense Barrett over on the left side. I could sense him. He was like, "That's true." He's like, "Oh my god, the two panels aren't out." I mean, why is it you've recreated every little detail? Why would you not have that in there? Fair enough, sense writer. Um, No, I'm just kidding. Um, Yeah, no, I, I. I like, yeah, I just really liked, I mean, I think regardless, it was kind of like, uh, this kind of felt like Exorcist 3, where I, I'm sure they were always intending to have the hotel, but you know, the original cut of Exorcist 3, when William Peter Blady shot it and turned it into the studio, there was no exorcism in it. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, yeah, fuck you, we're, we're, we're doing an exorcism. I cannot imagine they would have done this movie. <laughs> fuck you, we're doing yeah, it. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> I cannot imagine they would have done this movie without having the hotel in it. I don't, I, I mean, and, and, and whether or not it makes sense, you know, the way they tell the story it, it's just one of those things that's that's going to happen and so maybe i had just like kind of just realized well i mean we're going to see it they and can, that, that's where the final scene's going to be i feel be. like they could have done that way more naturally if they wanted they to. probably could have oh for sure uh but even if even if they don't even if they don't i don't i don't really like what they did with whatever they did so but when it hits the lake and the score, which you hear the score at the very beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. and then you don't hear it again. I didn't even mind hearing the score because I love that score so much. Yeah. I don't. You put put that fucking score like in like a boss. I'm mm-hmm. I'm good with it, uh, <laughs> which would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, but you see the shot of the lake and the and the little the little tree island or whatever, mm-hmm. and then it starts going with them up the road, and I'm like. I mean, I was like, yeah, I, I get this is totally just a recreation, but it, actually, it, but it was working. And then when you see the hotel, and then like when you see him. Um, I'll just talk about it here. When you see him go like, uh, I want you to stay in the car. And she's like, well, why do you have to go in? He's like, I got to turn it back on. Mm. And I liked that. I was like, yes. And then and then you see like the hotel and he goes in and everything starts lighting up. And I was I was really getting into it. I do think it falls apart after that. Um, so I'm kind of with you guys there. I just think I liked it a little more because mm-hmm. uh, clearly you guys didn't like it much at all. No, so, no, no. And yeah. I, I actually got a little bit of chills when I first saw the hotel. The shot of them going up the the road and everything, from what I understand reading about it last night, uh, is actually from the original film. Oh, okay. They, they just darkened it. Oh. Uh, it's the original Kubrick shot. Uh, Interesting. And it's, and it's funny because I could tell the difference in the uh, big wheel scene. I could tell a market yeah, difference. Yeah, for sure. On that one, I was like, man, that looks well, and even perfect. Like, yeah. The big wheel's different, right? Like, it's like... Um, uh, the speed at which he's going yeah. over is different. Uh, just, uh, I mean, it's it's like... And the, you can hear a little bit more sound in the big wheel itself yeah. mm-hmm. as he's turning those things. You can hear that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and, know, and I did, I did like the the final confrontation with Rebecca Ferguson, which I do think is over too quickly. That was a problem I had, but I did really like the just his comment about the way McGregor delivers the line about you know, and they're really hungry or whatever it is, and then all of a sudden you see them all just standing there, and she realizes what's going to happen. Mm-hmm, yeah, um, that was pretty terrifying. I mean, not terrifying, but it was cool. Yeah. Um, but no, I like, yeah. I liked the idea of something like that happening, yeah. but I just didn't like how they executed it 
and then and then right up but then right after that they're just like you know danny danny and then he's like kind of looking like almost surprised i'm like what the fuck did you think they were gonna do after they were done with her yeah and uh and then he even makes a comment to abra he's like yeah the whole time i mean i just i wanted you to run so then you're like oh so you knew you were gonna die or you knew this was gonna happen well yeah he does die you knew you were gonna die but like what what did you expect another thing what did you expect to happen to her it's another thing in that movie i didn't understand there was a point where he's like half dead and then like half not Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah what's what's going on they're possessed They, they possess him I guess they want to keep him there, but then they attacked him originally. So, like, what was the end game there? Yeah, and then he's just kind of like uh, able to fight it, I guess, with his shining. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they don't do that to Jack. They just basically talk Jack into doing everything for them. Like they're mm-hmm. not, they're not literally like in him. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this scenario, it looked like they all went in his body. Yeah, and that's why his eye was all fucked up, and you know, <laughs> his eyes all fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, the uh, the 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 single most memorable thought that i had was when she's watching the overlook burn i'm like well king got his way he they got to burn down the overlook mm-hmm. that was yeah. the big famous uh, controversy with kubrick and and king was his his uh version ended with somebody freezing to death my version ended with the hotel burning. yeah it's down. like i brought the heat kubrick brought the cold yeah. or whatever and he so said, yeah. so you could tell king and flanagan probably sitting there in the screening room <laughs> watching this thing and king's like yeah baby <laughs> finally fucking burn mean, that bitch <laughs> I mean, he really likes it. Like, he's really happy about it. But, I mean, he seems to always be happy about his stuff. And I don't blame him. He should be tweeting positive things about all this shit because he's making a lot of money off of this stuff. So I don't don't blame him. Um, And and I love King. So, but, but yeah, no, I, I don't know. I, I it's weird because I feel like I still like this movie less than you guys, but I definitely liked the ending more. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I think I, your I, overall I, opinion yeah. was down. Ours was a big roller coaster. Yeah, I, think. yeah. I, just, I just really, really enjoyed it. I felt like it was one of those things where for the first two hours, I was like, God, you know, there might be some things here and there that I might not like, but for I can forgive a lot of that. That's where you know you have a good movie is like things that happen, you forgive some of the bad things mm-hmm. that happen, and then. But then, you know, you watch those movies where it's like nothing but bad is happening. You're like, I, okay, I can't get on board with any of this. This one was just solid throughout. And if you didn't like something, it was like, eh. Mm-hmm. And I like that you're bringing up how unsafe it is. And I, I, do, I didn't even think about that until we started talking about it. But I definitely dig that about this movie. Because especially with studio horror... And especially, I don't know, I don't, I really don't know what the budget for this was, but I assume it was more than most horror movies, more than, you know, non-studio horror movies. Um, A lot of the times, like you've said this in the past, Chris, where stuff looks too clean, it looks too bright. So that kind of takes away from the horror, Mm -hmm. but they were able to make it work here. Yeah. Um, It's, it's, I mean, I, I wouldn't say this is scary. But nothing really scares me anymore. But for someone that, if someone out there that doesn't watch a lot of horror movies, I could totally see this scaring them. Yeah. Um, and it, and it is creepy and yeah. it is, it is dark and it's not scared to be dark, but it also doesn't, it, it's not too dark. Like I'm, you know, I'm not like, you know, you should have pulled back a little bit. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I just, there, there's, there's a lot of, there was a lot of care that went into this movie mm-hmm. and I yeah. 100% respect that. And, uh, I really looking forward to seeing what Flanagan does next. Yeah, he's got... Uh, what's the next one that he's on? Well, they're doing a sequel series to The Haunting of Hill House. Well, not sequel series. They're doing another haunted house. It's The Haunting of Bly Manor. He's also got another TV show I saw that he's working on. 
He's um he's got this uh midnight mass. Yeah, that's another like it's like a seven episodes series. I don't know if that's Netflix or not. It probably is, but Yeah. I, I look, I, I love the the Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. I really yeah. enjoyed watching that. Thought that was very well done. I think for the most part this movie is well done. Obviously we're not giving this, it like C's and D's. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. And this I mean, this is definitely like I'd have to think about it, but like I really, really do like Hush. If you guys haven't seen Hush, highly and it's on Netflix. Mm. High high recommend. It's a really well it's a really well crafted like cat and mouse home invasion type thriller. Um That's the Buffy epi- episode where nobody talks, right? Yeah, that's exactly what it, he just redoes that <laughs> with his wife. <laughs> you know who plays you you know this episode that I'm talking about? Where so uh, it's dialogue free, uh, it's where I don't think I saw that. It's one of the one of the best episodes, really. But Tara it's in a bad season. Was this what 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 season? Season four. Okay, when, yeah, uh, that's. I think I'd seen three seasons. And this is where there's part like of four. The, there's like the GI Joe guys at the college. <laughs> Riley. Well, yeah, but but the whole thing is these these entities, these ghost like yeah. characters called the gentlemen, like take everybody's voice mm-hmm. in Sunnydale. And the funny thing was, it's a great episode, but I didn't realize the main guy was played by Doug Jones. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And of no, course, I, he's I didn't in know that. heavy makeup. Yeah. I didn't know shit. who he was at the time, but I have heard yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I have yeah. heard that since. No, that's a that's an outstanding episode. Yeah. But the movie is different than that. Uh, yeah. But uh, this, I mean, this this might be his best movie. I mean, overall, um, I mean, it's better than you know. I mean, it's better than Ouija or <laughs> yeah, it's I, I definitely actually, better than I, Oculus. I actually kind of dig Oculus. Oh but. God. <laughs> I, I don't, don't. I don't think it's great. I don't like any movie involving mirrors. Let's just put it that well, way. Mirrors, Oculus, they both <laughs> suck. That's probably I, the, the as far as haunted mirror movies go. Oculus <laughs> is the is the queen bee. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, no, it. I the one thing about Oculus, it, it has a really, it has a really, really interesting ending. I think that's the thing that got me with that movie. But yeah, it's probably. Mm. I've only seen it the one time. If I went back and watched it, I'd probably be like, "Oh, this is garbage." Fuck Oculus. That's what you. <laughs> that's what you should get out of this review today. Fuck Oculus. Fuck Dave. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that goes without saying. <laughs> Poor Dave. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he, he had to go to work early, couldn't be here, and now we're just shitting all yeah, over. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> all right, well, if you want to talk about some Dr. Sleep, go to Sincast presented by CinemaSins on Facebook. Uh, CinemaSins Twitter, Music Video Sins Twitter. We're on SoundCloud. We have a Discord. If you're not in Discord, you can go to either the Reddit page and find a link there, or you can go to Facebook and private message me, and I will give you a, a link there. Jonathan, you have some I stuff? I am at Sam Loomis 13 on Twitter, and I am also on a weekly podcast with Aaron Dicer and Danae Hughes, where we go behind the sins. Mm-hmm. And the show's actually called Behind the Sun. There you oh, go. There you go. That worked um, out well. And uh, but it's mostly just us. Uh, it's mostly just us. Well, it's mostly just Aaron talking about weird sexual stuff. So mm-hmm. it's fun. Yeah, come mm-hmm. listen to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that'll do it for this mini pod of Doctor Sleep. It's uh, Chris Atkins and Barrett Share and Jonathan Watkins. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page. Check us out on YouTube. Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. And be sure to visit cinemasins.com. It was the Alejandro song. Yeah. Remember that one? I do. They really scraped the bottom of the barrel on that... uh, on that album to get hits out to get yeah. singles out yeah but i was thinking about like uh, it's, it's the fame i want to look it up real quick i think she had seven singles 
from that album. Was that the Was that the Born This Way album? No, that was Born This Way. That was the second album. That, well, yeah, that's what I meant. But I thought that's what Alejandro was on. It's uh, Alejandro was on the first album. I think it's on the first one because it was Judas and Alejandro I were like the you. last ones. Just Dance, so it Love was like, Game. It was like Thriller, Paparazzi, Poker Face. First four tracks on the album were like number one hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is like Thriller. Oh man, you know what? I think you're. Are you right? Oh no, it's the Fame Monster was the reissue of the Fame. And that had all the other shit on it. Well, just fuck me. Telephone. Was that the one with Beyonce? And Beautiful Dirty Rich, which wasn't a huge Was Telephone with Beyonce? Yeah. What was uh, Paparazzi on then? Paparazzi was on The Fame. I don't know. I just don't know albums anymore because it's just not... Yeah, Paparazzi Paparazzi was on, on The Fame. So yeah, there was eight hits off of those first really one album. That's crazy. What was uh what was Judas on though? You remember that Judas song? The Judas song sucked. No, I don't remember that. Judah, one. Judah. Ha. I really just kind of started. <laughs> I really just kind of started liking exactly her like in the last couple of years. I wasn't really a fan of hers for quite a while. I mean, I, I I knew she was talented, but I just until I had a daughter that started listening to her stuff a lot, I just wasn't really. It wasn't in my ear. What was Judas on? Speaking uh, of which, I listened to OPP this morning on the way over here. Yeah, and you know me. They should have. Really rethought Dave drop a load on him. Because that's like at the very beginning where they're like, you know, yeah, army funny. with harmony. And then they go, Dave, drop a load on him. You know, uh, Born This Way was was derided, I think. Because Born This Way was, uh, express, was yourself. express Yourself. But then, and it had that Judas song, which is terrible. I mean, Born This Way really isn't Express Yourself, but it's, no, she, it she's very, well, and she's very Madonna. Like, she she's just, so, I mean, you put those two things together. Uh, that was actually one of maybe one of the last good Weird Al parodies. Oh, that was a great Weird Al parody. Yeah. It also had You and I, which is a great song. That's that big old like banger. <laughs> Have you heard the Weird Al parody for uh, Royals though, where he uh, it was foil? Yeah, that's actually quite funny. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you gotta you almost have to watch the video for it to be funny because he starts you know when he gets into the whole like conspiracy theory part of it. Yeah, Pat Oswalt's in there. I haven't seen that or, or as as I like to call him, Max the Dog. Edge of Glory. Or not Louis C.K. Edge of Glory was a good song, but that was a Springsteen ripoff. Yeah, Edge of Glory's... I'm only... In fact, it actually had the saxophonist that died. The, Springs... the E Street Band saxophonist on it. Um, Who was it? Clarence Clemens. Yeah, yeah. That guy ruled. Anyway, we're talking about um, Dr. Sleep. No, I beg to differ. We're talking about Lady Gaga today. <laughs> that, we were, that we're doing a like... Judah, Judah. This is a mini pod for the Like a Boss trailer. Yeah. We're going to have uh, 30 minutes dedicated to that Star is Born song. 